Welcome to Art of the Float, where float centers thrive. This is our weekly podcast that tells our stories of starting and running our float centers while providing tips and insights along the way. As always, you can find us at Art of the Float and all of the social medias, and you can join the conversation by leaving a speak pipe on artofthefloat.com. It's that gold bar on the left side of the screen. Click on that, leave a voicemail for us, we'll play it on the air, answer any questions, share your opinions on anything we've discussed on today's episode or any other episode. And uh, also artofthefloat.com is where you can go to check out any pictures, links, anything we discuss on the show, we throw up on the uh, show notes notes page as well. Uh, I am Dylan. I own the float shop with my wife, Sandra Calm in Portland, Oregon. I'm joined tonight with Amy of Float Nashville. Hi, Amy. Hello. And Lance is out this week. Again, he is taking care of some personal stuff, and we'll be excited to have him back next week. Uh, I Just a, a few little things here I want to get out of the way. One is that we are available for consulting if you're interested. Um, just go to the consulting tab on artofthefloat.com. Also, if you'd like to help support the show, go to... Um, artofthefloat.com and it just explore our entire website because apparently uh, everything's important there. But uh, if you go to the recommended products page, you can uh, bookmark our Amazon link. And that means every time you shop on Amazon, just a couple pennies come our way and it just helps support the show. We appreciate it a great deal. And I also want to tell you about our uh, big software roundtable on April 12th. Uh, we had a great roundtable about a month and a half ago, and we're having another one. Basically, this means that everybody in the float community is invited to a virtual online roundtable. We get to see your face and he- hear your voice, which is so nice. And it just takes a little bit of the uh, kind of in-person float conference feel into a um, back back into your home. And so it just keeps the energy up and we get to go into some really important information on how to run our business. And so uh, this one is software, which means what software can you be using to enhance your business, enhance your marketing, or save you time? What kind of scheduling software should you be using? All that good stuff. Uh, this is going to be a really good one, and I know it's going to improve the workflows of, of so many um, of these float centers that join us. So I'm extremely excited. Artofthefloat.com forward slash roundtable is where you want to go to check that out. And again, if you just go to artofthefloat.com and, and click around, you'll find all of this good stuff. I also want to give a shout out to Float Away and bring something up again. We've, we've talked about before, but it uh, recently came up while I was doing some consulting is the relationship that you're buying into when you purchase a float tank and the importance of that and that you are uh, in, in that relationship for pretty much the life of that float tank. And FloatAway has incredibly great timely responses. They get the information to you and they get replacement parts to you, even when they're all the way in Europe. To me, <laughs> ASAP, I, I own a FloatAway tank and it's always, uh, uptime is incredibly important for us at the float shop and they always get what we need again, ASAP, or they give us a, you know, they, they do the research and find the link for the part that we need if it's in the U S and, uh, and we're able to purchase it and get it to us ASAP. So that's always great. It's just great having a, a positive relationship with the, um, float tank, uh, manufacturer. And it can be really important, especially when, uh, when your tank goes down, which, uh, you know, in a long enough timeline, it will. Amy, how are you doing? It does. I am, I'm doing all right. Yeah. I am enjoying and weathering some storms through uh, central Tennessee. <laughs> okay. uh, so you may hear some, some booms in the background. Right. Just yeah. want to 
Just want to give everybody a heads up. It's kind of crazy. I we see we're seeing semi trucks blow over. Oh uh, boy! I guess that is our uh, warning tonight. Is Amy could po potentially yeah. drop off the call tonight? <laughs> we'll try to bring her back on, but yeah, that's a reality. Um, I, and Amy, I might have I might have brought you on too soon there because I also just want to announce that we have uh, the the creators, the people who are putting on Rise, the float tank. Mm. Uh, <laughs> did I just say float tank? the float conference that is happening in St. Louis, Missouri, in St. Louis. So super excited about that. We'll bring them on here in a little bit. But uh, of course, I want to hear about your week first. What's yeah. What's been going on with you? So it's been a, it's been a very interesting week. Um, we learned some... We learned some important lessons this week, as we often do during the week. And it all started, you know, when Mark and I, and maybe you did this too, when Mark and I got started, we kind of defined our roles. We decided early on that Mark was going to be manager. He's going to deal with the day-to-day mm -hmm. -day stuff. Mm -hmm. And I work a little bit better behind the scenes. <laughs> I'm the list maker. I'm the numbers person. I'm the yep. planner. That's what yep. I'm good at. Mm -hmm. Um did you, do you and Sandra do that as well? Did you kind of sit down and divvy it all up? Uh, no, we never had a sit down divvy up, uh, but but it certainly naturally has kind of like uh, shaking a box. The, all the sand goes to the bottom, the bigger stuff goes to the top, or vice versa, something like that. Yeah, we, I it think kind of organically has happened. Yeah, well, I think you had an advantage. Y'all were living together, and and you had that connection way beyond <laughs> way beyond the. Uh, float tank day to day. I think that's beautiful. It probably you just, like you said, works its way out organically. You don't have that connection with Mark? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Mark's not really my husband. <laughs> People think he is. Right, right. But um, it's different working with your BFF <laughs> rather yeah, right. than your husband, I have a feeling. You heard it here first, um, guys. They're not a thing. <laughs> They're not a thing. I know, I know. It's it's confused a lot of people. But, <laughs> confused um, me he's when like I my first brother. met you guys. Yeah, or it's because you guys love each other so much, I think is, yeah, is why. He's my family. Yeah. He really is. Um, so we have these defined roles. We really did have to work it out because mm. we were stepping on each other's toes. And mm. I admit I have an issue with micromanaging. <laughs> I'll be the first to admit, although I'm getting so much better. Nice. And this past week, an employee came to me with an issue that should have been addressed by Mark. It really was a managerial uh. issue. I learned later. I, I understood why she came to me. But um, in that moment, my micromanagement self came out and I decided I was going to deal with it. I was a little irritated at what was going on and I just <laughs> reacted. Mm -hmm. So I went out and I dealt with this problem and I uh, basically went out and enforced some rules. And as I was talking to, and I thought I did the right thing, but as I was talking to my uh, coach, my business coach, my business um, consultant, you know, he said to me, you know, your role, we defined your roles pretty well and your role is not to be the enforcer. And all of a sudden it struck me. I realized in that moment I reacted on an emotional level and I noticed that some, the way that I handled it, some things started to go a little sideways. And I'm like, you're right. I shouldn't have done that. I'm not the enforcer. That's Mark's job. Mm -hmm. And we ended up quickly taking care of the issue. Um, but, you know, we talk a lot on the show about setting up systems and setting up ways to make our work easier for employees. You know, we have certain ways employees do things. We have we have rules in place to make it easier for them. Mm -hmm. We make scripts on how to respond <laughs> to certain situations. We practice those things. But we haven't spent a whole lot of time on the systems and the scripts for our situation and for our um, for our systems, for communication, for dealing with situations when an employee comes to me instead of Mark. So it really was a moment where 
we realize that, hey, this is something that needs addressed. Mm-hmm. We spend so much time making sure our employees are, are, you know, have their systems in place. We haven't really taken care of ourselves. So all of a sudden, that became a pretty high priority for us. We believe that our employees need to have a structure. Structure is important to them. We're not saying a rigid structure, but they need to have expectations for how things are going to be dealt with. We mm-hmm. want them to feel safe so that they, so that they do explore and they do take chances and they do uh, make decisions on their own. And whenever we get off track and whenever I try to become something I'm not <laughs> in their world, right. It goes sideways really quick. So I learned a lot about, you know, I'm not a good manager. I didn't come into this as a manager. I've always worked alone. I've been a Mm. uh, uh, self-starter, self-employed. Most of my roles have either been I work by myself or I've been in a consulting role. Mm. And um, this has been probably my biggest challenge is being a manager and being an employer. Uh, so it was kind of kind of a rough lesson <laughs> to learn and tough tough on the ego and um, had some rough conversations with my business partner, mostly brought on by by me <laughs> not doing the right thing. Right. So right, but yeah. but it, you, you're learning from it. You're getting something from it. Yes. And yes. I and, assume and that, he's yeah. he's okay too. Like he's getting that you're learning. We're all going forward together. Yeah. <laughs> We're all learning. He makes his mistakes too. So, so I think it's just balancing everything. You know, the universe is balancing everything out. Um, but I did sit down and create, you know, we have a book of all of our systems for our employees. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've started working on some systems for us. And I think Lance has talked about, uh, unfortunately, he's not here to, to follow up on this, but I think he's talked about uh, he's creating a managerial book. Mm-hmm. And while we did one half-heartedly, you know, there's a lot of depth oh, right. that we didn't touch on, mm-hmm. um, and it's so so important. I, yeah, yeah. It, yeah Any it, tips, Dylan? I, I wish, I wish. Just when you said like <laughs> it, it goes so much deeper, it's like, yeah, that's yeah. that's that's just the truth with everything, right? And even true for our employee manual, it's just amazing. Like, here's a topic. Oh, and then you know, here's some subtopic. Oh, and then here's the nitty gritty. Actually, that wasn't the nitty gritty. Here's the actual details of how to do it. Like, ah, yeah. So then, then if there's nothing pressing between the managers or between the owners or whatever to to actually go into that and and make sure you do that, that's difficult. But then I can just hear Lance talking in my ear. You know, the, the good angel saying, "Do it now. Do it now. Don't wait yeah. until something goes bad. Do it now and make sure everything's dialed in. And then everybody knows how the flow goes. You know." And I think with without having a managerial background, some of the times I don't even know what to address ahead of time. I'm not sure what those oh, pitfalls funny. are. Mm-hmm. And um, fortunately, like I said, I have a business coach that is really great, and he's trying to prep us, and he's definitely he's going to be sending us some information to think about mm. to work on this week. Nice. But, yeah, um, this is a whole brand-new skill that we're having to learn mm-hmm. and making some mistakes along the way. We're getting better. But, well, um, you know, it, yeah, it's kind of funny. Like, I, I feel like your, uh, your week kind of dovetails pretty well into, into my week, actually, which is the, the like, literally manager skills is what I wrote down. <laughs> so <laughs> that, that's kind of funny. And all of this is less what? about, like, the, the roles as much as, well, I mean, I, I've probably, I guess I've, I've probably brought it up for three or four episodes now, which is that we let go an employee that was very important to us. And I just keep bringing it up because it's been sticking with me, right? It wasn't just the regular letting somebody go, somebody that's been with us for years and is part of the business, you know, like it feels, feels like their, um, their energy, like just helped help, uh, manifest what we have today. And so it, it's, um, 
and, and I don't want to speak for Sandra, but I will say that Sandra and I have had um, kind of a, a, emotional ups and downs with it. You know, like there's mm-hmm. times where it's like we we did it, we handled this the right way, and then there's other times where it's like we sh- we should have done more on our side. There's there's more that we should have done uh, to make things better, and um, it's been really interesting because I had, I had dinner with a friend uh, who's a teacher, and I had a really lovely phone conversation with uh, uh, Aaron Douglas, who owns a place to float, uh, who's a client of mine, and, and now we we gab with each other on the phone as well, um, just uh, talking about business and, and stuff. But I, I was sharing this, and uh, it's just been this really interesting thing that I feel, and something that I hear online is that a good manager can get something out of their employee. You know, like you got to mm-hmm. find what moves them and kind of like just the best managers can pull the best out of employees. And that's something I strive for. That's something I want to do. And um, I, I, I want our employees to be, to feel filled up and fulfilled working at our space. I don't want them to just punch mm-hmm. in uh type on a keyboard, talk to people, punch out, go home, and not think about it. Uh, I want them yeah. to be invested and, and to feel what I feel at, at the shop. And um, but, but beyond that, I want to um, help them find those things that will make them not just better employees, but more fulfilled and want to work harder. And I mean, sure, there's the point of workaholic or what have you, or, you know, you could be sacrificing friendships and all this other stuff. But, but for the most part with employees, that's not the problem. The, the, right. what you want to get towards is them working um, more for your business. And the avenue that we wanted that at the float shop, we want to do that is again, having them follow their own passions. And um, I think Okay, so I'm, I'm going to step back here. I, I hope I don't get too philosophical here, but basically, um, if uh, if my wife Sandra kicks over a glass of water, or ooh, let's say it's wine on our carpet, <laughs> and, and I could blame her and I say that's your fault, or I could uh, take ownership myself and I could say, well, uh, I left it on the carpet there, or I know pro- Sandra is prone to knocking over cups and glasses, so that I doubly should have known. Um, and then there's the I think the more reality, which is it's somewhere in between, right? Um, mm-hmm. Or, and this I don't exactly know how to describe, but I can take a lot of ownership of that and she can take a lot of ownership of that. And it doesn't, it's not like there's a um, hundred tiles and I can take 50 and she can take 50. It's this more uh, intangible thing of we can just both take ownership at 70% or something like that. You know what, I'm, I don't know if that makes sense or not, but it, it's, it starts making sense in my head. Uh, and, uh, but, but as it, pertains to the business and and uh with this employee my thinking is well why why didn't i pull out the best in this employee and why didn't i uh help this employee become even better at what they're doing or what they want to do and my managerial skills like when i started out at the float shop i was benching 70 pounds you know i wasn't benching a lot of weight and now I'm benching more weight and I'm, I'm better at it, but this was 400 pounds maybe. And I can't bench 400. I, I haven't been training that hard. And do I want to train that hard to be that good at this skill? And am I okay with this? Like, I know I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going on a tangent that might be difficult to track with, but, but what I, what I'm finding where I'm at is, can I be okay with the energy that I put into this? 
And can I know that I'm going to keep training and tr- keep trying to be a better manager for future employees mm-hmm. too? Because yes, this is the end of our relationship, but that doesn't mean that's the end of my being a manager. And so can I still use things from this to become better in the future and just keep just keep putting one foot in front of the other? So that's yeah. that was kind of the revelation I had uh, because of a couple of friends and, and just thinking way too, too, well, I don't want to say too much about this, but thinking a lot about this. So do you have any thoughts on that? <laughs> Did you even track <laughs> that? Did that make any sense? <laughs> so, I mean, we are responsible for taking responsibility mm-hmm. um, for everything that happens in our lives. It doesn't mean yeah. that we can control things, yeah. but we can always control our response to them. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. taking responsibility, I, I think, is an important thing, especially as a manager, mm-hmm. um, and admitting when we screw up and yeah. being yeah. transparent about that. Mm-hmm. Um, managerial skills, uh, I... I'm bu- I'm beginning to get to the point where I think it's more of an art form. Uh, you know, you can read leadership skills and managerial oh, books, and I've right. read quite a few. <laughs> um, but and I, you know, take things here and there. Sure. Uh, but the reality of it is, there is this intangible part of it where it mm. does, I think, require a certain amount of emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. And some people are just naturally really good mm-hmm. at it, and the rest of us, we're always just going to be striving. <laughs> and you know, we are. I, I do see myself getting better and making better decisions. Screwed up this week, but it, what it did, it taught me. You know where I have to go, um, and some time that I have to invest. So, um, at the end of the day, we do the best that we can, and. Mm-hmm. Just keep trying to make better decisions. And it's hard. Mm-hmm. I know the situation you were in. That's a very difficult, painful situation. Firing any client or any client, any employee yeah. is horribly painful. I've been through that a few times, mm-hmm. and it's it's heart-wrenching. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that ever gets any be- be- any easier yeah. or any better. So far, it um, hasn't. <laughs> no, no, not so much. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think the fact that we're concerned about it, that we think about it, that we put that time into it, that we're – working on tweaking you know, it's kind of like i tell my employees i asked one employee to make me a new, a new system for inventory and she's like i don't even know where to start um this is too much i'm going to screw up and i'm like it's okay if you screw up i just want you to start somewhere we're going to try it for a week and mm-hmm. when we find out what's missing or what's wrong then we're going to tweak it mm-hmm. we're going to try it the next week and we're just going to keep tweaking it it's okay to be wrong what's more imp- what's important in these situations is that we um evaluate and be flexible enough to change directions uh, and to yeah. and into what needs to happen yeah. and keep growing. Yeah. Um, so we need to put the ego aside and <laughs> keep going. And that's that's can be tough, but and, and but we're getting there. I mean ego, but also like compassion and heart too yeah. kind of needs to be put to the side a little bit too. I mean, I think we want to care for people so much that sometimes mm-hmm. it's difficult to make the tough choices as well. And uh, yeah, I think that's where the art form comes in. I think that's where the artistry of it comes in is knowing that fine line, finding, you almost have to feel for it. I have yet to have anybody just come out and say, this is the line, right. this is what you need to watch for. This is going to be the best decision. This yeah. is when you know to make this decision. Yeah, good There's point. There's just something you feel. There's something you know. There's a, You're reading. And I, and the reality of it is when we know something or we in, we're intuitive, I think it has to do more with we are just probably on a different level paying attention to the little mm-hmm. signs that are coming in. Some people are better than that better at that than others i am not i'm not fabulous at it but i'm getting better (laughs) hopefully we're all getting getting better because it is something that we want to do right and that and that's you said that and i think that's 
it, that's very important. And uh, yeah, it, it's something else that you said reminds me that um, I can tell somebody to think of pink elephants, but if they think of blue rhinoceros, like, yeah, I can try to say it differently so that you actually visualize a pink <laughs> elephant, but at, at a certain point, like, that's just outside of my, my realm, you know, like, that's, yeah. I'm going to keep working on my thing, but at a certain point, that's, that's your thing. Um, and, yeah. and yours to deal with on how, how you hear language, apparently. No. Uh, if you're We're not here to elephant. manipulate and control employees. We're no. here to create a nurturing environment. Yeah. And if they want to grow, if they want to strive, I, I believe it's our job to encourage that and create an environment that that's, that well, that's welcome. Our businesses can only benefit from that, right? Like it's not a an idea of a charity, like we're, we're paying you and you just spin these plates because you love it so much, but the float shop doesn't get anything out of it. Like it totally should be a mutually beneficial thing, right? They're, yeah. they're, they're doing something that's filling up, they're getting paid for it and it's benefiting the, the business as well. But yeah. Absolutely. <sighs> Whew, thanks for letting me share that. It feels like a good, <laughs> good, good closing of a chapter. <laughs> good. good. It's, it's uh, very therapeutic for me as well. So I'm glad we have the community that we can share that. Mm -hmm. Well, we're going to, we're going to bring on some, some more people that put community and that, that sense of community in their business in a, yeah. a, a lot of importance for them. So I'm excited to bring them on here. I do want to give a shout out to float helm first. It's floathelm.com If If you want to basically have all the software you could ever need that is going to take care of your float center. Oh, okay. Okay. Not all the software you would ever need, but let me go through the list, right? It's scheduling your float tank, scheduling your massage, um, checking all the uh, measurements on your float tank, uh, project management and discussion going on uh, for all the employees within your business. I know I'm missing something here. Employee scheduling, uh, just, just so much is covered within that. So it just makes a ton of sense. And, ah, uh, it's now mobile friendly, which is so great because there's so many times <laughs> nice. I, I'm not going to say I'm going 70 miles per hour going down the freeway while I'm checking Helm, but it is Never. nice to be at the checkout line and be able to use my big fat thumb <laughs> to navigate Helm and, <laughs> and see what's going on in, at the shop. So um, that, that's been a really nice upgrade. It makes things just a lot easier to, to navigate. So again, floathelm.com is where you want to go to check it out. And let's see here. Let's uh, bring on our guests. Kevin, Jake, and Marcio tonight for Rise, the float gathering that is occurring on April 28th, 29th, and 30th in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, it, I'm super excited to talk about it, but you know, in, instead of sharing everything I know about it, how are you doing, guys? <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> hey, thanks for Thank having you. us. Thank yeah, you. we're doing good. Excellent. So are you guys all three putting on this conference? Yeah. Yeah. It's the three of us together. We're all uh, partners in Float STL. Wow. So you guys started Float STL together how long ago? Just, just over two years ago. Yeah. February wow. 2015. And you have the energy to put this on. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well done. Something must yeah. be going right over there. Excellent job. Uh, you know, yeah. just because uh, it's always fun to bring on other float centers. How many float tanks do you have? What modalities do you have? All that good stuff. Uh, well, we have, uh, at, at the, our original location, we have four devices. Uh, two of them are float rooms from uh, At Peace, float spas. Mm -hmm. And then two of them are the uh, Genesis, Genesis pods. pods from Superior. Okay. Um, and then we have, um, we have four devices at the second location. Okay. Um, two of them are the Deluxe uh, Quest Suites. And then two more uh, Genesis pods, nice. uh, and we, we hope to add 
where we plan to add a fifth or a third room um, in the next two to four weeks. So we'll have five oh, wow. out there. Damn. Well played. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, let's see here. Tell, tell me about why, why is Rise occurring? What, what was the genesis mm-hmm. of this? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we ask ourselves that a lot at this point. You know? Good. That's good. That's good. Um, one of you guys want to take that one? There was a, I think there was a strong desire to uh, find another space for the Flow community to come together again. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as the Flow community keeps growing and expanding in the whole industry. And we also have a desire to show people St. Louis as well. Nice. Because uh, we love our city, and we want people to come to our city, too. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like, um, you know, a lot of what we're doing in the uh, float center is kind of like creating space for people to, to show up and connect, uh, either with relationships with themselves or uh, relationships with other people. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rise just felt like kind of a, a next evolution of that same process. Um, and you know, we found a lot of value in, in being able to connect with other center owners. Uh, I think this is something that we might have talked about a little bit before. And, you know, there's a lot of, um, we talk about the Floating Collective, uh, you know, channel on Facebook, or you talk about any sort of um, private manufacturer page forums, there's a lot of learning and sharing, um, you know, this podcast, there's a lot of learning and sharing, and and we get a lot of value from that, um, but there's something special that happens when you're able to, you know, sit down and have a shared experience, kind of face-to-face, um, and so it, it was just started off kind of like an idea, kind of mm-hmm. like how the float center happened, mm-hmm. uh, hey, wouldn't this be great, <laughs> and then you just keep putting one uh, foot in front of the other and then all of a sudden people are getting on board and saying, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. We'd, we'd like to participate in that. And, nice. and then here we are. It's pretty, pretty organic origins. And how, yeah. how long ago did you begin thinking about this? When, when did those first bubbles start rising? I think it was last summer. Mm-hmm. We were in the process of opening our second center in the build out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's exactly when I start another project. That's exactly when I start another <laughs> crazy project. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. You guys must be entrepreneurs. Yeah. Nice work. Very nice work. Uh, do, do you find it's easy? Well, I'm going to put easy in quotation marks, but uh, do you find it's easier with three owners being able to handle more projects? Like, it, do you think that has to do with why you're able to, or is that just in you guys? It's just bring on the next thing that, that you need. Uh, I think, I mean, I'll say, I I think there's uh, definite advantages. Uh, You know, there's things that have been really helpful in in there being three of us. Uh, When we're working on projects, you know, those kind of crisis projects that happen uh, late night. Yeah. uh, You instantly have three people that are are all in and and completely care about it because it's a shared business. Um, As opposed to if there was one of us who had to go in and, and solve some problems. Um, I mean, but there's also an added complexity to three separate visions, three separate personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it takes a lot of uh, communication, a lot of listening, um, a lot of patience. You know, we have to really work on our relationship and uh, combine those visions. Mm-hmm. So 
so there's like um, there's mutual support, but you also have to tend to the relationships to make sure that you know uh, you can continue to move in a single direction. Uh, so that's been a, a really powerful part of this process. I think that has been challenging for us, um, but we talk about it often. It's uh, a project like this. I think has put us in a place where you know our relationship has grown and developed more in the in the past two years than uh, you know it would have otherwise. Sure. That's for sure. Rather than just being friends. And mm-hmm. you guys have known each other for more than a minute. Do you guys go back? <laughs> uh, probably back to 2010. Would probably be a good nice. year. Yeah. If we all kind of met. Cool. Yeah, the old summer summer of 2010. <laughs> 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 well, well, let's talk about. Um, well, first of all, I keep wanting to say conference. Is this a conference? Is this a float conference? I think I think we've we've been calling it a gathering. Okay. Uh, yeah. And you know, I don't know necessarily. Sometimes maybe the word conference, you know. Uh, I don't know. Sometimes I can think of it as there's content in a conference or there's a professional aspect to the Mm -hmm. conference. And and there definitely is with this. um, But we really want to invoke a sense of, um, I don't know, creativity, artistic expression, fun. And and the focus of the, the gathering is to hold space for that that warmth, that the heart of the float, like we talked about, the, the art of the float, right? The practice of the float mm-hmm. um, and maintain that space for that practice beyond the the business of the float. Mm-hmm. And, and it's hard to, to balance those two. Um, so we're very into like the, the depth and the spirit of the floating practice. Um, and we just want to make sure that we can maintain a space for that as the, the industry continues to grow. That's and, awesome. Yeah. So we weren't really sure what to, what to call it. I mean, a <laughs> gathering, people are coming together to right. gather. So <laughs> that's kind of how it got, got to that point. As I've been reading what you're putting up on Facebook and your copy on your site, uh, the first word that comes to my mind is it sounds like a retreat or like a <laughs> spring camp for float center owners. Um, there's a very there is a very warm feeling to the words, and I'm I'm hoping there's a there's a very good chance I'm going to make it there, um, and I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Sounds instead of the frenetic pace of the float conference, which definitely has its pla- has its place, this sounds a little bit more like a, a little bit more laid back and mm-hmm. and space for conversation and space for catching up with people um which i'm looking forward to is i'm finding out who's coming um to have the opportunity does that sound like the experience that we're going to have yeah absolutely the idea of relationships reinforcing them because that's mm-hmm. the only way community grows that's awesome um, i love that i i gotta say first of all just like in-person contact with other float center owners is priceless right now. Like it's just such an isolating thing to run a business and then to run a float center, you're even more out there. And it's so difficult to uh, feel like you can get something off your chest or share, have a catharsis with anybody uh, because they're, they're just not in the same, they don't know what it's like for a pipe to burst at, you know, midnight and and be up till the sun comes up uh, repairing things. It's just, Mm. it's just, and and that's just, you know, the cliche, but there's so much more that, that goes deeper than that, that it's so nice to share with others. 
Um, and that's what's been great for me about the Float Conference, everybody coming to Portland and mm-hmm. just... Uh, so I love the the events, but what everybody always talks about afterwards is it's those times around that where you're meeting other float center mm-hmm. owners and operators, and that sharing is so special. And so mm-hmm. for this one to kind of go instead of 70% um, speeches and information and 30% of your time is getting to know everybody else, it's kind of flipping that. I'm I'm throwing that number out there, obviously. That's, yeah. You guys didn't tell me before the show. I'm, I'm taking notes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking notes from what you're saying. we got to change some things. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 70%, uh, I, I, again, random number, but, but those connections and, uh, yeah, there's, there's still presentations. There, there are things for us to unify with our time mm-hmm. and our attention on. And I think those things are important too, to have, have kind of a structure and a catalyst for conversations to get things going. But, uh, but then just to have that sharing and that, um, uh, yeah, I guess sharing is, is the right, is the right word. And again, it makes me understand why, why you're calling it a gathering. That's very cool. Yeah. I dig it. Yeah, and, and I think it's it's kind of a challenge for us uh, never having done this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, how how do we manage that balance, right? Because we want we want there to be enough enticing content um, that you can put down on on a piece of paper and say this is what's going to happen, um, and, and show that to people, and not just say. Um, well, yeah, why don't you all just come up here and, you know, some magical things are going to happen. So how do we, how do we demonstrate that the space uh, has value, but then there's also the content that has value. And I just want to say, you know, along this whole process, um, we've been able to get a lot of um, support and feedback from, from Graham and Ashkan, which, you know, they could not have been more helpful. Nice. um, Kind of. (laughs) So cool. You know, they, their line is, uh, they're so excited to finally go to uh, an event that they don't have to put on. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, totally. so, uh, it's, that's been really great, you know, just to have them um, <laughs> offer uh, support and words of wisdom and, and things like that. You know, it feels really good. Uh, that I love that. That sounds very true with what I my relationship with Graham and Ashcon, which is they, mm-hmm. they really live the style that they preach. That, that usually yes. is... What they're talking about at the float conference, they they go into the the value of community and the the importance of it, and uh, you know building bridges instead of walls, and that's mm-hmm. uh, that that seems to be what what moves them, you know. So mm-hmm. I love that, uh, you know, if you're starting a float center, talk to your neighbors, get to know them, and uh, I'm so glad that you've spoken with them and and they're uh, talking to you and helping you guys out with what you're building too, because. It is it is a community just like just like you guys described that we're building here, and and it is something that that exists in um, the Float Collective too. There is this sense mm. of community that goes on, but again, these in person events, these ways that we can, and and also with our roundtables too, is to a lesser extent that just but the the ability to connect with people and see them on screen for us and to physically go to these. Um, gatherings uh, is a great way to just truly have that sense of community and have those heart to heart moments that are, mm-hmm. that just, that, that last with you that for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. So can you tell me a little bit more? So there is some, <laughs> there is some structure to it. It's not just dance circles for, for three days straight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> although think about it, think about it. If you're taking advice from me, maybe just yeah. the DJ, I don't know. Um, but, uh, walk us, walk us through what that schedule looks like. Uh, it starts April 28th through the 30th. So what's the 28th look like? So, I mean, the night, uh, Friday night, the 28th, we're just imagining that people are coming into town. Okay. Uh, a lot of people, um, 
are probably traveling that day. So we were just thinking, you know, some sort of a welcome uh, event where people can um, show up and connect, meet each other. We have a, uh, a, a local place here um, called Triumph that's connected to the Hotel Ignacio. Um, and the owner there is a, a big time floater. So he's nice. totally supportive <laughs> of the event and um, just an opportunity for people to come in. So kind of like cool. a um, evening reception, basically, nice. you know, food and drink. And uh, I think there's going to be a lot of people from the feedback we've been receiving that are from, uh, you know, newer float centers, maybe in the, the Midwest region. Mm-hmm. that uh, it, this is easier for them to access. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they have their own center, maybe they have families, but they're able to drive in. And Got it. um, it's just going to be cool to, to create a space where they can come together and meet meet people for the first time. So mm-hmm. that's it's just going to be something laid back and just get everybody warmed up for cool. uh, the weekend. Um you say it's going to be were. laid back. We'll we'll see how what it's actually like. We'll yeah, see. well, and, and that's the thing. We have no idea, right? We're just uh, putting out some structure and, and throwing people together and seeing what they do. So, right. yeah. Um, and then Saturday, you guys want to talk about Saturday? Marcia, we haven't heard much from you. Tell us about Saturday. <laughs> yeah. So I guess we could say that Saturday is going to be kind of the meat of the event. That's mm-hmm. where we're going to have all the speakers, uh, activities in between, uh, you know, presentations. Uh, we're going to help the vendors, you know, um, mm-hmm. upstairs and downstairs so people can go and just check out all the new uh, products that are out there, you know, cool. that are, uh, to support floating. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that evening there's going to be a, um, another gathering, is that right? They were going to do a happy hour. They are going to do a happy uh, hour. Um, at, the, at the venue. So just kind of hanging out, having some drinks. Nice. Um, and then we'll actually go somewhere else if people want to. Mm. They can go about their own way Saturday night or join us for a dinner at a local restaurant. Oh, cool. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and, and, then, and we will have, you know, you mentioned DJ. So, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're just trying to throw some, <laughs> I don't know, some artistic, creative, expressional things in there. So, yeah, there might be a little DJ in there or some people just kind of strolling around playing some acoustic music, uh, nice. maybe some yoga sessions going on or some singing bowls. Um, people doing live art. People doing live art. Nice. Uh, just other types of whatever we can think of just to mix it up, you know. <laughs> Love it. Or this Very cool. Digi-redo. Yeah, there's a little didgeridoo. Yeah. yeah. All <laughs> maybe right. We can, maybe we can get Andy on his uh, didgeridoo. Yeah. I'll bring mine. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. We can have awesome. we can any have. chance to a, play my ditch. Absolutely. Is that a, car- it's, is that it's a carry on item? I, I don't. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> any chance. Nobody ever asked for me to play my didgeridoo, so I will definitely. <laughs> I'll bring it. Yeah. It's got great acoustics in the space. Oh, cool. Damn. That actually yeah. does sound cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> can we? Oh, well, let's go to Sunday. What's What's going on Sunday? Sunday, we're going to have like a small breakfast with some coffee uh, for a little while. Again, just meeting and hanging out. And then uh, I think we have one or two more speakers and then just a exit. So we'll be done by like noon on Sunday. Okay. So people have the afternoon to either travel or oh, cool. go about their ways or still like go and do something else together. Yeah, I think yeah, the idea, we're trying to keep it really simple. Um, try to understand a little bit about what, what it actually is and uh, build upon it for the next year. Uh, but also leave a lot of space. So, so the breakfast is a nice time where um, really it's going to be 
you know, 90 minutes or two hours yeah. of just, you know, coming in, there's going to be food and just find people and connect with them from the, from the night before. And, you know, our, our collective backgrounds, um, we're all trained in, and formerly practicing uh, psychotherapists. So, you know, we might set up some, uh, some sort of groupish type activities for people who are willing to participate uh, just to kind of further strengthen communication and, and, and bonds. Uh, nice. Not sure yet how those are going to look, but that sounds interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we had a, a speaker years ago at the Flow Conference who was talking about how we can get all this, um, I don't know if negative energy is the right word, and I'm, I'll definitely be paraphrasing here, um, but uh, basically the idea that you can, uh, by downloading with floaters afterwards so so frequently and uh, kind of mm. getting, I don't, I don't want to say their energy, but, but just taking this, receiving this so frequently, it can be difficult to handle because we're not all trained. Uh, okay. And so, again, just like another reason to get together and be able to kind of have that catharsis again. But I'm curious if that would make any sense of kind of talking about how to uh, deal with clients afterwards. And I know mm. what you're, maybe what you're describing was a little bit different than that, but Man, if you have three therapists in the room, I'd, I <laughs> <laughs> seems like there could be some some benefit with that. Yeah, um, we could we could break down something like that. You know, I, th I think we also wanted to have uh, kind of like a group Q and A with with the different speakers that we have mm -hmm. coming in. Oh, cool! Uh, mm -hmm. So where people can just kind of throw out some questions and and gather information from them. That's uh, rad. So maybe that could be a topic that comes up. You know, how are people <laughs> dealing with that? Uh, yeah, so it's it's exciting and it, it's it's really kind of open and flexible, um, and that's kind of the model. I guess we can tie it back to the development of Float uh, STL. You know, when we opened the center, we had only ever floated. Uh, we had never operated a center, mm -hmm. right? So we knew what the experience was like for us, but we didn't necessarily know how to facilitate an experience. And I think one of the things that we went about doing was we, we uh, consciously uh, restrained ourselves from um, completing the process, right? So we, we left it about 65% full and maybe 35% uh, yet to be decided. Mm -hmm. So, you know, half of our usable space was empty. It kind of looked mm -hmm. like, uh, like an art uh, gallery, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. because we weren't sure even how people were going to utilize the space as they moved through the space. And, and we kind of let the individual floaters uh, determine how the space was going to be designed as opposed to coming up with the space and then um, directing them on how they should be using the space. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the, the approach we're trying to take with this event, you know, uh, so we have room to grow and evolve with it. That's very wise. Did you learn that from having created your float center or how, how did you come into it with that perspective? That just seems there's a lot of wisdom there. How did that come about? That's a good question because I don't think it was really planned. Uh, mm -hmm. It just, I guess to keep using the word organic, you know, that's mm -hmm. just kind of how we went with it. And we just trusted it and it worked out. Something I think that mm -hmm. we often function from is just attunement to the space, mm -hmm. being present in the space and just noticing how uh, things are going about or moving through it. 
mm-hmm. uh, and just always paying attention and being attuned. And then that just informs what we do next in that space, mm-hmm. depending on what's there in that present moment. Mm-hmm. That's um, great. Yeah. So when, uh, like right now, uh, if, if people have been floating in the original uh, location and, and they come into the, the newer location, they say, oh, this one's so empty. and uh and so what we tell them is well this is what the first one looked like Mm. a year and a half ago Mm -hmm. it's just we want to leave room for it to grow um so then it feels natural there's never any urgency in what we're doing because Mm. we're there when Mm -hmm. people are there so we always get to attend to them it's Mm -hmm. not it's not like uh we're relying on the space to help support somebody after i mean it's still us yeah uh the space is more an addition to yeah. So I think with, with the event, uh, you know, interested parties are going to show up and, and people who want to uh, participate and connect and, and will, be, uh, will be present and kind of observing and seeing what is happening. And, and that's going to kind of inform how we go about it for the next time. Yeah. Uh, so I have, a, I have a baby girl. I had to bring it up on every show. But uh, okay. this, yeah. this just reminds me of how any animal is born with just uh, kind of some rubbery bones and just it's not fully <laughs> solid yet. And just depending on the environment that you're growing up in, you know, your, your body adapts and, you know, things don't harden until it understands its environment. So it makes sense. You, Marcio brought up organic again. It was like, yep, that sounds very mm. organic to me. That's how nature mm. works. So why would you start out with this is how it is and go forward with it? Go in with it, uh, you know, not, not full just yet so that there's room for, for development. I love that. Yeah, I, I think we try to take a perspective of uh, regularly reminding ourselves that we have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> right? Like, right. Like, let's, but I mean, with, I it, with anything, you know, like, yeah. and, and let's be honest, you know, because if we, can, um, if we can remind ourselves of that, then we stay curious and we stay open uh, and, and we don't think we have anything figured out. So I, I'd rather come into every day you know, and encounter these guys and, and have it be the first time that I'm ever meeting them, the first time that I'm ever seeing them, um, and be fresh and open to receiving them as they are on that day, as opposed to, you know, mm-hmm. this, these are the guys that, um, you know, I, I'm projecting onto them, basically. Um, so it's, it's kind of makes my life more fun that way. Your, your training is showing. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's that, uh, yeah, it saturates me. Yeah, has it has it been has that been helpful? All of you guys oh. having an education in, in was it psychotherapy? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I imagine that it has to help with communication. Can it also bring up any issues? Do you guys go too deep sometimes? Does it become a spiral of? <laughs> so I, I would say yeah. I think I think our backgrounds definitely help us in that. You know, we're able to communicate. I think. Uh, you know, effectively most of the times, not all the time, but also, you know, I think we really value self-care, uh, when you, yeah. which is something that we really, really um, try to teach, you know, the populations that we've worked with in the past, is just to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And we take care of ourselves, and uh, because we take care of ourselves, I think we're able to uh, have more space to, um, to be with each other, you know, and mm-hmm. communicate in ways that are, are effective more often than not, you know. Mm-hmm. And also, when things are not going so well, we, we talk about it, you know. We don't try to mm-hmm. just get past it without really addressing things that might come up from time to time. Mm-hmm. Awesome. 
Yeah. And that's been something, um, you know, when you talk about how, how can you consider to, you know, take on some project like that when we're, uh, we're four months into the second center and, um, you know, this, this event is happening. Um, and I think that's really a testament to the people who, um, are in the, the float STL tribe is what we call it. Yeah. Uh, so we, we place a, a great emphasis on finding those right people and spending a lot of time with them to, uh, help them grow, uh, help them communicate and, uh, really valuing them as part of the community. Um, so it's, it's a big investment, uh, in our time, but it's one that is uh, very, it's rewarding, first of all, it feels really good, but I think it also returns a lot. So, um, you know, spending time with them one-on-one and, and just checking in with them mm-hmm. um, as people before checking in with them as a, you know, staff person. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think that that carries through into their relationships with uh, floaters that come into the space um, and, and treating those individuals as people not just as uh you know customers coming in to mm-hmm. who are paying for a float mm-hmm. uh, so anything that we're able to do at this point is only because of um you know the amazing people in this tribe that allow us to kind of step back and have some space to breathe otherwise this would be this would not be happening no. right i mean we'd be overwhelmed and mm-hmm. um probably at home right now you know trying to distract or avoid ourselves in some ways <laughs> Awesome. I love it. Uh, you know, b- before I, before we wrap up, I do just want to go back to Saturday on the 29th. You said that there are going to be speakers. And um, can you go over anybody? Are, are there people announced that we can hear about that are going to be speaking? Yeah. Yeah. We're really excited about uh, the speakers that are going to be there. We, we talked about it in conceptualizing uh, the event and thought about, okay, who do we want to see? <laughs> um and, and just try to go about it that way. And really, everybody uh, everybody that we've asked has been willing to come so yeah. far. So that's nice. been super it's, exciting. It's like, uh, can't even believe that that's real, to... right? <laughs> well, come on, guys. Um, Keep leaving me suspense here. Let's hear yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just teasing. <laughs> well, uh, you guys, right? You know? Oh, yeah, that's right. You guys Art are going to be, be there. That's exciting. <laughs> that's exciting. So... Um, uh, you guys, and then um, you know Ashkan and Graham are awesome. going to be there, which Great. is uh, really exciting for us. That's it's kind of, that's kind of hard to believe. It really is. Um, <laughs> Lee Perry is going to be yeah, there. Awesome. She's coming in. Um, super excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Mike and Andy uh, Zaremba coming cool. down. Um, really pumped to uh, have them come and hear what sure. they have to say. Mm-hmm. Um, Every year, we've always looked forward to Stephen Johnson. Yes. Um, he's someone guy. that we just, I mean, <laughs> we love Stephen Johnson. So uh, we're super pumped that he's going to be there. And, awesome. Um, and, well you know, really at this last year's conference, uh, listening to Kevin Johnson talk was, was just powerful for us. Yeah. Super powerful. So, uh, so Kevin Johnson's going to be there. Um, Lovely. I hope I'm not leaving anybody out. Mm, that's everyone. I think that's everyone. Yeah, I, that's great. And then right. also, we have um, uh, the the doctor, the magnesium doctor, coming. Oh yeah, which is really exciting. There's a 
a medical doctor who has a little bit of a specialization in uh, the absorption of magnesium. Fantastic. He's going oh, to come and great. talk. That's yeah. a great topic that many of us are very interested in because I, yeah, I, I hate sure. needing to say anecdotally, we notice. <laughs> That'll be right. great to get a little more science behind it. Excellent. Yeah, I, I think, uh, don't quote me, but I think he's coming from Penn State, I think is where his he stays. So uh, that, yeah. that's exciting. You That, that will not be quoted, that don't worry. That, that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool, awesome. Uh, yeah, you know, as you're going through those people, it sounds like friends. This sounds like mm, just friends yeah. of the float community. So that's awesome. And I, hopefully what that means is for people who haven't been able to make it out to the, the West Coast, this will just be new friends for people. And, right, uh, for sure. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. Like Kevin Johnson is one of the sweetest people I've ever met. You know, I, I love spending time with him. And that's going to be wonderful for more people to get a chance to spend time with him. That, that makes right. me very happy. I'm glad you nabbed him. I'm glad you nabbed everybody uh, that you listed. This is going to be awesome. I'm so excited. Is there anything no, else you. That, that you want to share about uh, the, the float gathering or anything else about um, just the experience that you're excited about before we sign off here? Oh, man. <laughs> that's a that's a good question um i don't know if there's anything else um you know it, yeah this it's a learning process for us right mm -hmm. so we we really are just figuring this out as we go along and um you know it it hasn't been as um planned as we anticipated mm -hmm. right the opening of our the opening of our second center was scheduled for um, October, uh -huh, right? Right. So, of course, uh, you know, by if this is happening in October, then it, by April, you know, we should be good. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, a couple months after that. So uh, we're definitely a couple months behind in, in pulling things together, but mm. uh, we're really excited about how it's it's coming together. Yeah. And um, we... We're very uh, grateful for all the people who are willing to come on the ride and uh, see what happens. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you can put a pin on the map, and it's just a great excuse for the float community to get yeah. together. You know, right. that's exactly. for me. That's right. the bottom line: is just just a, a place for us all to to meet up and perhaps tilt back a, a bottle of beer or, or wine yeah. or what have you. Is we got some good beer here? Great. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, but but then for there to be more float centric stuff based around that too, mm. with speakers and all yeah. of that, just absolutely makes it that much meatier. So I think that's mm -hmm. fantastic. And you know what? Maybe that's uh, one more final note to go out on is what else should we know about st louis what what else should we be going to st louis for uh i mean we can start with beer if we oh, want. okay you know i mean you know on a larger scale uh st louis is the home of anheuser-busch hmm. and um in in the that industry changing we've seen a lot of uh you know microbreweries starting here in st louis mm -hmm. from people who were formerly with anheuser-busch sure so there's going to be some excellent microbrews here uh, four hands, urban chestnut, um, they're just delicious, delicious brews. So that'll be here. Um, we, we're, I don't know if you call us foodies, but we love to eat, uh, you know, post <laughs> meals oh, for yeah. sure. Okay. So we're going to list off a lot of great places for people to go and, and get okay. some delicious food here in St. Louis. There's tons awesome. of them. Um, we have a beautiful forest park, uh, which is going to be near, um, near the event so that'll be a wonderful place to visit uh if you have some time while you're a little here. plug about forest park is that it's actually the largest park within a city in the nation yeah it's larger than 
Central Park. Central Park. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, wow. so that'll oh, wait, be wait. cool. Wait, larger than Forest Park in Portland, Oregon? Are we talking about St. Louis or Portland here? Because we have a forest park that's known oh, as yeah. the largest. <laughs> it's the largest, yeah. <laughs> we'll have to find out. You oh, know, that's hilarious. All right. Yeah, I have a friend in Portland who, who said the same thing. Are you... so <laughs> I'm, I'm going to bring my map. You bring yours, and we'll land yeah. on top of each other. We'll walk that's... it off. <laughs> I love um, it. Yeah, so there's a lot of cool things. And, and then just the district that the event is being held in is uh, it's a Cortex Innovation Community District which is, um, it's kind of a biotech uh, entrepreneur zone wow. that uh, is creating a lot of really great stuff. So the building is going to be beautiful, and um, it's just in a wonderful area that's really growing. So we're happy to share that with people. Lovely. Thank you guys great. so much. Thanks so much for joining. Uh, I, I really appreciate you spending the time and getting the word out about this. I'm extremely excited a- about this, so I'm, I'm so glad you guys were able to join us. For anybody who's yeah. listening, it's www.risefloatgathering.com if you want to learn more about it uh, and if you want to buy tickets, of course, as well. Again, the event is April 28th, 29th, and 30th, and it's going to be an event. I'm really excited about it. And sure. uh, let's see here. For uh, On behalf of Art of the Float, again, thanks for Amy, Brian behind the scenes, Emily for writing our show notes, and for mm-hmm. anybody else who's interested in our uh, software roundtable, that's April 12th, and go to artofthefloat.com forward slash roundtable if you want to check that out. Remember, there's an infinite amount to find in the presence of nothing, so spend some time there. We will see you next week. Float.